Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. There's no doubt about it, it is time for back to school across the country. I know families are heading back. We started back last week, and so we're already almost, by the time you listen to this, we'll be two weeks in, um, and I am just getting my arms around everything. I know the you know teachers are using the Remind app, so I'm getting updates here and there. I have paperwork to fill out to turn in, emergency contacts, who are those going to be this year? Um, you know, you fill me on this one. There's just a lot, and I, I know that it's a lot for kids going back to school, but it's a lot for us parents too, and that's okay. We're not super people, superheroes, I guess, and Um, I'm sending you all positive vibes that we can get through and get back in the groove of things and get these kiddos powering their, not only through nutrition, but powering their brains, their bodies so that they can be successful this school year. And hopefully us parents don't lose our minds in the process. Um, so today we are going to talk to the newest addition to the Produce for Kids team, she is our new official registered dietitian, Sally Kuzemchek, all about lunchbox mistakes to avoid. Sally is a registered dietitian, author, and also the mom of two boys, and she blogs at realmomnutrition.com, which she likes to call a no-judgment zone for feeding families. You know we love that. She is the author of two books, The 101 Healthiest Foods for Kids, and also Cooking Light Dinnertime Survival Guide. Both of these books, definitely staples to have on your bookshelf of cookbooks. And then she is also an award-winning reporter and writer. Sally serves as a contributing editor for Parents Magazine and a blogger for WebMD. She actually just posted about the new Weight Watchers app for kids um, on Parents. So if you want to go read that article, head to Parents, or you can go to the Healthy Family Project Um, Facebook group and read it over there. I know a lot of people are weighing in on it in our Facebook group. So we'd definitely love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, She's also been published in magazines, including Prevention, Health, Family Circle, Eating Well, Fitness, and Shape. So basically covering off on all of the magazines in that genre. And we are just so excited to have Sally as part of the team and have her here today Um, She can, her judgment-free zone can join our judgment-free zone over here at Healthy Family Project. Um, We're just going to talk about some simple lunchbox mistakes to avoid, easy ways that, you know, we can keep our kids safe and what they're eating and share some ideas and, of course, a couple laughs. So let's get started with Sally. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project, Sally. We're, we're really excited to chat with you today. Um, my kids are, are already back to school, and I know many other families are heading back over the coming weeks. Parents are beginning to think about navigating those lunch boxes and, and lunches once again, tis the season. Um, so packing lunches can be tricky. Today, I thought we'd talk to you about lunchbox packing mistakes to avoid. So before we jump in, why don't you give our listeners a little background on you and really what inspired you to become a registered dietitian and start your blog? Thanks for having me on your show. Um, So I am a registered dietitian. I have two boys who are 11 and 15. 
I became a registered dietitian because I had always had a personal interest in nutrition, but being a dietitian is actually my second career. My first is as a writer, and I originally decided to become a dietitian to combine writing and nutrition, and so I would just be more informed and a better expert to write articles about nutrition. And then once I had kids and I realized how difficult it was <laughs> to feed them, and to feed myself um, in a healthy way, even though I had these initials after my name and all of this education and experience, I realized that there was a need for someone um, to sort of pull back the curtain a little bit and tell the truth. And that's why I started my blog. And I, I started it 10 years ago, and I called it Real Mom Nutrition because I wanted everyone to know that I am just a real regular mom. And I may be a dietitian, I may have these years of education, but it's still hard for me and I still struggle. So I really wanted to share both the successes and the struggles with people and create a really safe community where people could feel like they were comfortable sharing what was, wasn't working for them, what they were having a hard time with, and just admitting, hey, like I don't eat perfectly, my kids don't eat perfectly, but sort of share what uh, works for, for us so that we can you know, learn from each other. Well, you know, we love that. And here on the Healthy Family Project, that's exactly what we try to do. I mean, it's hard. And we know that. And like you said, it doesn't matter what initials come after your name. We're, we're all still parents and families here that are just trying to trying to do the right thing and trying to feed our families healthy. And it's not always easy. That's for sure. Right. We're just doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> right. So awesome. Okay. So let's jump in here. Question one. So although I'd love to throw our dinner leftovers into any lunchbox and call it a day, food safety is definitely a concern with certain foods needing to stay cold or hot to be safely consumed. Can you share some tips for regulating lunch temperatures and which foods are generally safe to eat at room temperature? Sure. So in thinking about lunch boxes, you want to think about what's called the danger zone, which is uh, which the temp it's the temperatures between basically refrigeration and cooking. So anything between that mm -hmm. um, is considered the danger zone. And that's where bacteria can grow on food and more bacteria that grows on food, the more likely that, you know, it could make you sick. So and this isn't the um, good bacteria that we're no, hearing so much about. Healthy. <laughs> yes, this is the bad bacteria. So think about that danger zone and think about how long your child's lunchbox will be sitting in her desk or her cubby or her locker. And so in most cases, that is definitely, you know, four hours or more. Um, the USDA says that foods that are perishable really shouldn't be in that danger zone for more than two hours, they say. I think you can do more of a cushion of like four hours for some foods. But still, you need to keep those foods cold. And I kind of like their rule of thumb that you should aim for two cold sources in your lunchbox. So mm -hmm. that could be two cold packs, one on either side of your food. It could be one cold pack and a frozen juice box or even a frozen sandwich. I know some people make like PB&Js and they'll freeze them and put okay. one of those in the lunch bag. And then by the time lunch is um, there, then the sandwich is defrosted. And that can sort of act as a cold pack, too. And the foods that you really need to be careful with in this danger zone are the, the stuff that you keep in your fridge. So 
meat, yogurt, eggs, mayonnaise on sandwiches, uh, any kind of leftovers, anything that you would generally keep in your refrigerator or freezer, when you, once you put it in a lunchbox, you need to keep it at um, a safe temperature. So if it's, you know, if it's hot food, then, you know, a thermos will work. Um, just make sure that your thermos is, is truly keeping your food hot. I like to ask my kids, if I buy a new thermos, I like to ask them, you know, was that food mm-hmm. hot at lunch or was it warm? You can test it out yourself fill it with water, close it for four hours and, you know, take the temperature and see if it's, if it's really working. Um, and something that, that I really like that we use here are freezable lunch bags and they actually have cold packs built into all the walls. So you basically have your whole lunch surrounded by cold packs and you don't have to worry about like all these loose cold packs rattling around in your freezer. You can just pull out the freezable lunch bag, put your lunch in it, and then put it back in the freezer at the end of the day. I really like that. Well, I was just going to say that um, my struggle literally this morning as I'm getting the lunches ready is I open the door and I have so many cold packs and they're just like taking up my whole (laughs) freezer because Uh someone, you know, like my oldest, she drives her bike to school and she'll leave the lunchbox, which is lovely, you know, whenever she leaves this in in her bike basket and I'm scurrying in the morning looking for the Mm. lunchbox and it's been out in the heat all night. Um, But anyway, I feel like I need these freezable lunch bags because I could get rid of all of these cold packs that are taking up so much space. It is nice. You just, of course, have to make sure that freezable lunch bag makes it into the freezer (laughs) the (laughs) night before. Um, So I always like to have a couple of cold packs just, you know, on standby in the the freezer just in case. Um, But the the foods that are safe to eat at room temperature are the things that you keep out. So fruits and vegetables, crackers, you know, peanut butter. Uh, bread, even if you have the natural peanut butter that you keep in the, you know, in the refrigerator, you that can be eaten at room temperature. And you don't need to worry as much about, you know, those foods as these really perishable items. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely we'll have to link up to you'll have to share with me that what freezable lunch bags you use and we can link up to it in the show notes because I feel like that could be a game changer. And now it's time for a healthy bite. I feel like we haven't had a healthy bite in a while. And today's healthy bite is sponsored by Paro Family Farms, mini sweet peppers. So Grace is here delivering some goodness. What do you have today for us? Well, you know me. I'm the bringer of snacks. Yes. And so we've got a plate of these really tasty, colorful mini sweet peppers from Paro Family Farms. I chop them up. I have some ranch, some hummus. I just, they're really easy to snack on and, you know, you cut them up into seconds and you've got something healthy to eat delicious these are the perfect snack you can have them with the ranch or like you said hummus guacamole you can even kind of cut the tops off of these guys and and stuff them oh yeah stuffing them with tuna salad chicken salad oh perfect for lunches even for sure hummus. yeah and because they're sweet i feel like kids really like them yes i think kids see pepper sometimes and think oh it's gonna be hot So once they get a taste of these, their mind will be changed for sure. Um, These are awesome. Great for after-school snacks, snacking anytime, really, and the lunchbox. Not to mention I add peppers to everything. So if I already have these on hand, I'm chopping them up and just throwing them into all my dishes. Awesome. So definitely find Pero Family Farms at your local grocery store. Okay, so let's talk soggy food, or as my Charlie likes to call it, old. When I ask her, why didn't you eat that? She'll say, well, it was old. And I'm like, well, it really wasn't old because I just made it. Um, But so I know there are many of us out there 
um, to have what I call Charlie a selective eater. Um, mm-hmm. And they can be picky when foods soften up a bit or the texture is is off. Like truly, I heard last night, Mom, for the last time, please don't put the pretzels in the same compartment as the carrots, you mm-hmm. know, because she she said, I had to show two of my friends these soggy pretzels, um, <laughs> you know, demanding things of me. Um, so what is your recommenda- recommendation on avoiding, you know, those crackers, wraps or sandwich bread that can get soggy after sitting in a lunchbox for a few hours? Yeah, one of my kids has a lot of complaints about soggy food, and uh, and I, you know, I, I understand. I mean, it is not pleasant to eat a soggy sandwich or to eat soggy pretzels. Right. But um, so one thing is just to make sure you're separating. If you have those um, bento lunch boxes that are really popular now, which are awesome, if you need to separate those compartments further, I love the little silicone muffin liners. They come in, um, they come in round shapes or like a rectangle, so you can divide those little compartments down further. So you're keeping the, you know, the the carrots away from the pretzels, or you know, like little tiny containers with lids. Um, I use those for things that I think are going to leak. Make sure your lunchbox. You know, I'm I've made the mistake plenty of times of putting something using the bento boxes and when the lunchbox tips, when it's, you know, in a backpack, mm-hmm. then that juice from the fruit or whatever drips down onto the sandwich. And that is just so sad. So just make sure you're testing um, your lunchboxes to, to see if they're, they're leak proof and they're not get some containers with lids um, that are, and there's like a lot of little things that you can do. So if you're putting lettuce on a sandwich, for instance, just make sure you dry it really well. Put it on the interior of the sandwich. Don't put it next to the bread if it is a little bit damp. Um, here's a trick for um, if you're putting mayo or jelly on bread, which over time those can seep in and make the bread soggy. Um, you can put a little smear of butter under your mayonnaise. That kind of like blocks it a little from okay. seeping into the to the bread. Same with jelly. You put a smear of peanut butter on both both pieces of bread, then put the jelly on because jelly is, you know, just you can go into that bread and make it make it soggy. So put the jelly in the middle between um, between the peanut butter. And, um, you know, make sure like if you have a cold pack or a frozen juice box or something that's going to, you know, defrost over time and get a little drippy, just make sure it's not up against something. You know, you can wrap your cold pack in maybe like a clean kitchen towel or, you know, make sure your sandwich is wrapped in something that's not going to let that moisture from the cold pack or the frozen juice box or whatever leak through because, you know, it's just not, it's not pleasant to eat, eat that, you know, eat a soggy sandwich. And it can even be as simple as maybe keeping something whole instead of slicing it. So for instance, my older son, who is the one who complains about soggy food, wasn't eating the sliced strawberries I was putting in his lunch. And when I asked him why, which I think is important to ask kids why they didn't eat something, um, because it can give you clues on what to do differently next time. He said it's because the berries are mushy and soggy. And so I just started keeping them whole, um, you know, take the stem off and keep them whole. And then they weren't as mushy and soggy. So it could be something as simple as that. But asking your kids questions can help you sort of troubleshoot what the issue is. Right. No, and actually... Um, my younger daughter, I have been cutting her strawberries and she loves strawberries. So I need to ask her because she hasn't been eating all of them. So I wonder if that's, that's what's going on with her too. So it could be. And you know, when you look at your kid's lunchbox at the end of the day, like if they have leftover food, 
some foods <laughs> do better over time than others. And sometimes I open that lunchbox and I see those strawberries and I think they do look kind of mushy and unappetizing. Right. And I don't know that I would want to eat that either. So, you know, you want to presentation, you know, counts for a lot with kids and, and including lunchboxes. And I and I, I can, as we're talking, I'm thinking, I already know I'm going to have someone say, well, tell your kids to pack their own lunches if they're, you know, mm-hmm, if they're, sure. you know, which I am, my kids lend a hand. So everybody listening, don't come at me with that. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> I don't, I have a whole uh, free course on my site about packing lunches. I am a huge proponent yes. of um, teaching your kids to pack their own lunch. And for the last year, this will be the second school year that my kids will pack their own lunches. I wish I had started much sooner. Um, but better late than never. So yes, that I'm a big champion of teaching yes. your kids their own lunches. <laughs> um, and for, and for me, it's funny because I actually enjoy packing lunches. Like it's mm-hmm. yeah. it, even in the evenings. Um, sometimes I even have my glass of wine right there while I'm packing the lunches, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. This is like therapeutic to me. But also, um, backstory: my my dad always packed my lunch, and he loved packing my lunches because he had a job where he was gone majority of of the day. So we didn't really see him in the evenings until late, like nine o'clock at night. And um, so his kind of way to show, you know, that he was involved in there and he would pack our lunches and he would make them really special. He'd make like a salad or, um, no, he wasn't a chef by any means, but mm-hmm. he would write us a little note or whatever. And I was always so excited and lunchtime so was nice. always really special for me yeah. because I knew that it was special for him. And so I think everybody can, you know, yes, your kids should lend a hand, but also from my personal perspective, I actually enjoy it. So <laughs> a lot of parents do, you know, I, I, I asked my community, like, if you don't, if you're, you know, if you, if you pack your lunches for your kids, what's stopping you from passing that job on? And I heard from a lot of parents who said, I really enjoy it. I, it really is like, like you said, almost like therapeutic to like put all the food in the little mm-hmm. compartments yes. and make an art out of it. And hey, if you like it, then great. But if you're a parent like me who would be like, oh, I got to bag the lunches right. again, then consider passing that job on. Yes. All right. Cool. Okay. So we want our kids to eat the rainbow. Of course, that's our goal. Um, and the healthiest lunch possible. But real realistically, that, you know, it won't always be the case. So I know when I've tried to add new foods or I read something that says, this is a, like, this is brain food. You know, you're <laughs> like, okay, I need to put that in a the lunchbox. They have a test this afternoon. I'm giving them the brain food. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's not so successful. The girls come back with, with something still left or that, that brain food that I thought was going to get them through the test still in their lunchbox. So how can we find a balance between encouraging kids to try new foods, but also packing foods they like so we ensure they're getting the nutrients and energy and maybe the lunchbox isn't the place to put the new foods. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think lunchboxes are the place <laughs> to try the new foods or the different or unfamiliar foods unless you've got that kid who's a super adventurous eater and, and would really like to open his lunchbox and see this like new food that he's never had. Um, most kids though, I think do better with the familiar food. So you have to think about that lunchroom. And I don't know if you've ever been in your child's school mm-hmm. at lunchtime. It's a zoo. It, it's a madhouse. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> very chaotic and stressful, especially like 
think about kids who are just starting kindergarten or think about kids who are just starting middle school or high school and they're just figuring out like, where should I sit? Who should I sit Mm -hmm. with? Is there, you know, how much time do I have? Kids are so time crunched at lunch, unfortunately. So I just think it's the time for really familiar foods. They open the lunchbox. They know they like a turkey sandwich. They have the turkey sandwich and the apple or whatever it is. Um, I think that that is just makes makes it a lot easy easier and if there is a food like that brain food that you're thinking oh you know I'd really like to for my child to eat this food or try this food maybe that's an after school time so after school kids are super hungry it's great to get to kids when they're hungry when you want to try um, a new food so maybe you put that new food alongside something they already really love on a little snack tray after school or maybe at breakfast, you know, if it's, you know, if it's a, they have a test and you want to put a brain food in there or something, maybe you make them a smoothie and you say, I put this, you know, I put blueberries in your smoothie, whatever it is, maybe that's the time. But I just think for most kids for lunches, keep it familiar and easy. And I think you'll find that your kids will eat more of their lunch when it is easy and familiar. Good thoughts there. So I, I think I agree on that one. I've, I learned the hard way, but I do agree. Um, so let's talk portions and snacking. I know a lot of parents want their kids to eat that main dish, um, whether it be, you know, the veggie wrap or leftovers from dinner, the soup. Um, that's what tends to have the most nutrients, I guess. And then you pack a few sides, maybe some prepackaged items, pita chips, cheese cubes, or a piece of fruit. How do you avoid the kids going straight for the snack items and the sides and ignoring the main dish without feeling like you're underpacking or you won't have enough food, you know, food for the day. I know sometimes when I pack like a a treat, I guess I call it something, a a little sweet treat for the girls. um, I always say, make sure you eat this other stuff first. You know, I don't, I don't really think they do but I feel like it's my job to say like make sure you eat that that wrap first before you go for the chocolate chips yeah so I I think if you're going to pack a sweet treat or a snack you know something like pretzels or chocolate chips or whatever you need to make sure that you're packing a portion that's small enough that they can eat that first because you know I, I know my kids at least would probably eat it first or they may have a little bit of it and then something else so make sure that portion isn't so big that they eat it and they're like, I'm, I'm not hungry for anything else. Right. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of packing um, less food for most kids. Now, you may have some kid who has a huge appetite, plays sports, needs a lot of lunch. Great. You know, pack, pack, what you, pack exactly the amount that you think they need or they pack the amount they think they need. But if your child is, is – um, frequently coming home with a lunchbox that has a lot of leftover food, then it probably means there's too much in there. And um, so I'm always telling parents, pack a little bit less than you think your kids need. And I just heard from uh, one of my readers recently who said that she started doing that, that she started packing smaller portions, but a, but a bigger variety of food. So maybe instead of, you know, a main course and Um, side and a fruit. She packed maybe five things, but smaller portions. And she said her child is coming home with, you know, an empty lunchbox. Like he's eating, he's actually eating more food because there are smaller portions and a larger variety of food. So I really think that that's something to consider. You know, maybe instead of um, a whole big wrap, you pack half a wrap and then you pack something else in addition to that, that has similar nutrients that, you know, maybe if there's um, you know, turkey in the, your wrap, then you're also including like a yogurt or, 
cheese that's going to have protein as well. Sometimes I think really big portions can overwhelm kids, especially young kids who don't have a lot of time at lunch. So they might open their lunchbox, see the giant wrap and think, oh my gosh, and go straight for the pretzels, which are easier and more doable to eat. So um, I know this, you know, I've, I've written a lot about you have to figure out the portions that work best for your kid. Like the portions that work for your children aren't going to work for mine and vice versa. So you know your kids, they know their appetite, but packing less can sometimes be the answer. Well, I have just found this out with my younger daughter. Um, I, the, the, I was packing carrots and she was not touching any of the carrots. And so I started doing exactly what you said, uh, adding more things but smaller portions and I was just giving her three carrots and all three carrots which she was eating all three carrots but because I backed Mm -hmm. off of like (laughs) yeah this garden full of carrots that I was giving (laughs) to her she was like it was doable like she was like oh I have three carrots okay and so that's kind of the route that I've been taking with her too like more and and I mean the the bento boxes have made it easy easier for us lunch packers to do that and I love it I mean the snack trays and the bento boxes I mean it's all I love all of it where you're not having these big portions of of something and just kind of snacking I like that yeah and you can have a bunch of just random things in your fridge it's a great way to avoid food waste is you have a couple pieces of roast turkey from last night you have you know whatever it is you just put these little amounts in the bento boxes and it looks really cute and fun um so yeah definitely take advantage of the bento boxes uh, for for all those little odds and ends for sure and we'll link up to some of those in the show notes i know we get that question a lot like what what bento box to buy you know the ones that aren't going to leak into the different compartments Mm -hmm. and things like that so we can link up we I know we have some recommendations from produce for kids but if you have any um we'll add those links to the show notes as well sure okay so before you go I was at a podcast conference last week so I'm trying to trying to do a couple new things here on the show so I decided what's one question that I can ask all of my guests Um, and it could be fun to just hear what their thinking is on it. So there's no right or wrong answer, but you get to be my first guest to play along. You're my (laughs) guinea pig. So um, what do you think being a healthy family really means? Well, I'm glad that you you actually sent me this question in advance, and I was was glad for that because (laughs) I think it's a great question, but I really wanted to think about it. So Um, To me, I think a healthy family is a family that's close emotionally, a family that feels happy and good when they're together, who have fun together. Um, Of course, I think it's um, important that that family also eats together whenever possible and who support each other in all kinds of different ways. So that's what I think a healthy family is. Wow, I think that's that's a great first answer for our question. <laughs> but thank you so much, Sally, for taking the time to be on the show. Um, we, you know, appreciate Sally's our official registered dietitian at Produce for Kids. So we're we're partnering every day on different things. So we love your support. We love your stamp of approval on our recipes and everything that we're doing being that sounding board. Um, But before we hop off, can you tell listeners where they can connect with you and where they can purchase your books? Because you do have a couple amazing books out there. Sure. So uh, you can find me at realmomnutrition.com and then on all social media as Real Mom Nutrition. And I do have a couple books. I have the 101 Healthiest Foods for Kids, which is a guidebook to the 
best whole foods for kids. And I have a great dinner time cookbook for busy families called Dinner Time Survival Guide. And you can find those both via my site or on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Let's continue this conversation. Join me and Sally in the Healthy Family Project Facebook group. It's a closed group, but you can request to become a member. So over there, we're talking about a range of topics, and we welcome your questions, comments, and thoughts. And feel free to post in there. It's a safe place for all of us to just kind of toss ideas back and forth and and share. Um, And speaking of your thoughts, we want more of them. I really want to make sure we are delivering what you need in these episodes. So I'm going to pop a link in the show notes and we'll be giving away two $50 Amazon gift cards um, to two. We'll just select a winner at random pulled from those people who fill out the survey. Um, We really want to make sure that we're giving you what you want. And if you want more of something or less of something, don't hold back. We welcome all of those comments. Um, and don't forget to power your lunchbox. Um, go to over to the site, poweryourlunchbox.com. Um, my daughter, Charlie, is actually going gonna, to gonna share a little info on that. So let me wrap this up here. Um, remember to use the hashtag poweryourlunchbox. You're going to win great prizes on Instagram if you're showcasing those lunchboxes and use, using the hashtag. Um, never miss an episode of the Healthy Family Project. Subscri- subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get new episodes as they become available. Um, if you like the Healthy Family Project, tell a friend and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. You can find me in the Facebook group, Healthy Family Project. Tweet direct with me on Twitter at Amanda M. Kiefer. And you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to visit PowerYourLunchbox.com for back-to-school inspiration and win great prizes and lots of yummy lunchbox ideas. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.